Hey, what's going on, everybody? This is uh, Cold Open number five. <laughs> we keep having a poltergeist uh, visit us to join us on the podcast every time we test it out to see how our intros are going. But anyways, welcome to our very first podcast, everybody. I'm here, Jacob Pixton, with my buddy Art Trejo. Yeah, that's me. <laughs> and uh, we just want to introduce everybody to who we are. So basically, uh, we're just two regular-ass dudes from East Bakersfield. And uh, this podcast is based upon um, road trips we would have to work every day. We used to carpool together to our job at uh, the wonderful Target in the Valley Plaza Mall. And uh, us being Eastside boys, that was a long trip. So we would have some, some very interesting discussions um, on, on those trips. Uh, any Everything from sports, uh, movies, religion, politics, uh, you name it, man. We would we'd cover the bases on that. So, um, you know, me, I, I'm pretty much... Uh, Republican. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck that, no. Anything but that, I'll tell you that right now. But we're pretty much everything under the sun, and uh, that's what we want to share with everybody. So hopefully this podcast catches on, and um, uh, we can continue to entertain everybody uh, for, for your listening pleasure. Me, personally, I'm really influenced by a podcast by uh, Steve Austin, Bruce Pritchard, Chael Sonnen, and uh, people like that. Um, what about you, man? What, what podcast? Um, uh, uh, you know, I listen to Jim Rome a lot, who's just a radio show, but I listen to his podcast as well, um, the Daily Jungle podcast, and the Bill Monty Jones podcast, and then the local one that I love is the Sofa King podcast. So probably those three, those are my three main podcasts that I listen to pretty regularly. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Maybe this one will suck. <laughs> so I don't know. I don't want to associate it. So yeah, no, yeah, we're <laughs> we're not on that level yet. But yeah. you know, we're just figuring things out, hoping to catch a groove here. Uh, eventually, we'll start incorporating some of our interesting friends we have. Uh, we got some pretty interesting friends. Oh yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, everybody. You know, we have a friend that's touring uh, the United States right now in his metal group, uh, the Zenith Passage. His uh, official music video just dropped. Oh yeah. Uh, we got, you know, friends that <laughs> from all over, man. So uh, we just want to share our lives with everybody, and um, hopefully uh, you love it. Yeah, definitely. Um, that's it. All right, so for the very first uh, podcast ever, the very first topic, uh, I thought we'd cover um, our current president and... Um, just because he's so cool, uh, just figured we'd talk about him. And we're both huge fans of uh, The Wall and everything he's done. For, for, <laughs> you fucking liar. For, for women. <laughs> for women and for minorities. He's just uh, really progressive thinking. And so we just wanted to talk about what, what God is here, you know? Um, how did we get to this point that we're just on the cutting edge of of World War Three, and uh, everyone wants to kill us because of him. Yeah. So, uh, I, I'm joking. I we both we both pretty much despise him. Uh, mm-hmm. We're we're not fans, but uh, I am really intrigued by um, by uh, this new mentality that's kind of taken over America, where it's you know you don't really have to think. You can just say dumb shit, and uh, everyone's okay with it. Because if you're not okay with it you're a fucking pussy or you're a snowflake or whatever and you can mm-hmm. just go online and say all this dumb racist shit and like it's okay like it's promoted like it's 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 white america again and um me i'm half white and i fucking look like a grown version of pinocchio when he when he became a real boy and for me i'm fucking <laughs> I, no like serious like i like me coming from that and i'm sure i have some white privilege it, it makes me sick like how ridiculous this country you know it's become like i feel like we went from from dating the the hottest girl in school the most intelligent girl in school to just you know that hood rat you know down the corner or whatever that has three kids you know and is fucking at the bar every night or whatever like that's what we've gone through you've gone from you know it's just it it makes me sick and i i I, i'm baffled by it like am i in a dream or what yeah you know a few years ago it felt like there was this big optimism taking over america with you know everyone's wearing their hope t-shirts and obama was just so cool and everyone felt like you know this is 
this was step one for America to 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 heal from the Bush administration years, mm-hmm. and um, like we would never go back to that. Yeah, it, it felt like you know what, things are gonna be all right. Um, 9/11 sucked, and we went through this second little Great Depression moment of the United States mm-hmm. where like we we're bailing out Wall Street and everything was in the shitter, and then Obama came and it was like eight years of the smooth sailing. And, and let's let, and let's just put it this way too, like it, it like at the beginning of his administration, he he was in a fucking hole. Like he had a great mess to clean up. Him yeah. him and Congress, because when he came in, he he had like what Trump had right now. He had a Democratic uh, Congress. You know, he had his party's Congress with him. You know, to pass everything and to go forward. And I think that's why, like a lot of this is just like it's like payback. It's a receipt. On, um, to use a wrestling term there, mm-hmm. a receipt. Uh, it, you know, it's a receipt from the other side saying, hey, we're just going to just undo everything that happened in the last eight years. And I, I, it, I don't know how we're making America great again by going back to how we were in 2008. I mean, think about it. Dude, it, like, it honestly feels, not even like 2008, this feels like 1908. It feels yeah. fucking like... But think about it, though. Like... <laughs> In 2008, we had both presidential candidates stop what they were doing and go and try to fix America because we were, we were going to literally collapse. And then, if we go back to November 2008, like the country was literally going through a financial collapse with the housing crisis. Yeah. And, you know, both candidates, John McCain and Barack Obama, had to go back to their senator jobs, put their senator hats back on, and basically fucking save America, hold hands and save America. Flash forward eight more years. And we got people fucking fighting over grabbing pussies and fucking uh, emails, you know? Yeah, like, we've yeah. come a long way where, you know, like, not to discount any of either of those two things, you know, both things, but both of those items are, you know, big deals, you know? I'm not trying to yeah, <laughs> discount it at all. <laughs> no, I'm not trying to discount pussy grabbing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's sexual, a big deal. <laughs> sexual assault is not okay, but, you know, when the biggest thing is is that uh, Trump's bragging about you can do whatever you want to a woman because you're a celebrity, um, as opposed to the whole nation going bankrupt and, and uh, you know, people are losing their houses left and right and, you know, whole businesses and industries are just disappearing or whatever just because of, you know the decisions that were made by uh, President Karl Rove and Dick Cheney. Uh, I, I mean, we, we, we came a long way, and I feel like, you know, whether it's four years from now or eight years from now, we're going to, you know, be back at, you know, that November 2008 place in America. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> you, you know, the thing that really, like, baffles me about the whole Trump thing is... Um, during this election, um, if you looked at the the Republican debates, they were just like a fucking freak show. Like it looked like a reality TV show, and it was really dumb. And like, and, and I think they were talking about like uh, Trump's dick size at one point. Like they were just subtly talking about it, and it was like, who is this aimed for? Like, like this was aimed at the fucking like. Uh, I'm actually I actually do have one person in particular in mind, but I think that he's one of millions that voted for him. And it, it was aimed at like the stupid like drunk like <laughs> fucking truck driver that's just like, Oh fuck yeah, Trump. Yeah, like you and tell we him, should build a wall and yeah. have Mexico pay for it. Yeah, those like, you know what? I got an idea. Mexico's gonna pay for the wall. Uh I'm just going to drink my coarse light right now. Fuck yeah, man. I, I got a big dick too. And those are the kind of like thoughts that are just like, that's not the way a, a world leader should act ever at any point. And it's like, you know, it, it, um, it was just crazy to me that that was the, that was the Republican. And even if, even if you're a total like hardcore Republican, you couldn't have been pleased with that being the way your party was being, uh, portrayed. Yeah. You know, and like, the thing I kept uh, pushing back on, like, because we live in Bakersfield, which is pretty much, you know, the, the conservative capital of California. Yeah, it's a little Mississippi. Yeah. <laughs> West Coast Mississippi. It's West you know. Coast Mississippi. No, 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 no. But, like, I would have all these friends who would claim to be, you know, Christians and stuff like that. And they would say things like, oh, 
Trump is God's choice to lead America. And it's just like how? Like somebody that doesn't respect women, somebody, you know, who, who makes fun of the disabled, who, who basically doesn't d display any of the fruits of the Spirit. Now, you know, quick background on me. I grew up in the church. You know, I grew up with a mother that, you know, was a Sunday school teacher. Uh, many of my family members are either priests or pastors or, you know, at their own church and stuff. So I'm very, very well versed, you know, in the Christian religion. Um, and I, I got to say, um, I didn't see any of those fruits um, of this, you know, of the what we call the spirit in this guy. You know, he wasn't patient. He wasn't humble. He wasn't loving. You know, nothing, nothing to that sort. And you, you saw by droves, like all these Christian folks say that, you know, this is my candidate because, you know, he, he basically because he, he, he just flat out said he was against abortion, even though he had one of his ex-wives uh, have an abortion or forced her to have an abortion, allegedly. And it's just like th this hypocrisy is just mind blowing. Like, like America cannot be this dumb. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, you said one of his ex-wives. Like, he has, what, three ex-wives or something like that? He's been married three times. I mean, this is a guy that's just, like, like the epitome of what you would... I, I don't know. I mean, like, just, like, American excess wealth of a dude that thinks he's, like, the hot shit. And, um... When he's not. <laughs> yeah, he, he's not the hot shit. And, like, it... It fucking sucks. And it fucking sucks that not only is that the guy that's uh, leading the country, but he's also apparently gained his information from, like, fucking Breitbart. Breitbart and Fox News. And Breitbart was actually, like, this thing that I wanted to, to hit upon, where, um, uh, fuck, I'm blanking on the name. Steve... Steve Bannon. Steve Bannon. Glad you remember him. <laughs> uh, handsome uh, Devil. The Handsome Devil, who uh, has directed a couple of movies... I've only seen one of them, and it's fucking terrifying. The, the, the fact that this guy is in uh, uh, the president of the United States' ear talking to him, and he has these beliefs that the only way that greatness will ever be achieved is by entering a new war, because that's how America becomes great, by going to war and overcoming our enemies and fucking re... like being reborn in that and it's fine because god has our back so we won't lose which is total fucking bullshit like the i don't know i uh i just drew a blank <laughs> <laughs> yeah one of the kinks of our first podcast man we're a little gun shy on the mic but uh no you know you touched on a good point and it's just this mindset of of war why 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 would why would he want to go to war why would that make america great and it's because of all the businesses, all the oil industry people, all these people, all the bankers that own the world, basically. Um, they they want to expand their fingers across you know across the globe. Um, and I know like people like what's what's that conservative uh, uh, conspiracy guy? Oh, Alex, Alex Jones. Jones. Alex yeah. Jones. Who I, I love. <laughs> I don't know. It's called like Obama and Hillary. Like those globalists that are trying to you know. Like, but no, in reality, the real globalists are the people like, you know, Rex Tillerson and stuff like that, that, you know, have all these, you know, ties to Russia, you know, ties to the Saudis, you know, because of oil. And oil pretty much, you know, makes the world go round. And, you know, it's those people, you know, and then you have people that are in Goldman Sachs that are, you know, in the cabinet. And it, those two industries that make the world go round, the central banking industry and oil. And that's all it's about. And we saw this with the Bush administration. We went to you know, a fake war with Iraq. The Saudi, the Saudi fucking financed 9-11, yet we're attacking Afghanistan and Iraq? Yeah. That, how much fucking sense does that make? I mean, it was clear, you know, what that was about. It was about making daddy's friends rich, keeping them rich, keeping money in their pocket. And that's exactly what Trump's doing right now. He's, he's keeping his friends happy, his his, you know, the people he rubs elbow with at, you know, his little martini gatherings and whatnot, he's keeping them happy. Um, because everything that he's rolling out, the healthcare reform, uh, uh, the, the estate tax that he's demolishing, yeah. he's not doing it for, he's not doing it for um, the guy in Biloxi, uh, Mississippi or wherever, you know, he's not, he's not doing that for, you know, the average Joe, you know, blue collar worker, that truck driver that was at the bar. No, he's not doing that for anyone. 
the, like, for example, like that estate tax, he's doing that for his rich friends because you're still going to have an estate tax unless you're a millionaire. Yeah. You know, and that, that to me, it, it's plain as day, and yet people are still clamoring to him like he's a rock star. I mean, the motherfucker has merch, for goddamn sake. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, one of the things that I don't get is how, like, blue-collar America, low-rank of America, and uneducated America became so, like, just fell in love with Trump. Uh, and I, I don't get that. Like, he's never really had a plan to help those people, yet they all fucking love him for some reason. Maybe because he's using, like, third-grade vocabulary. <laughs> and, um... Do you know what I think it is, though, man? Like, I, I mean, I every time I see him, he talks with such confidence. He... He, he talks yeah. with such, such, uh, you know, like, I'm going to do this, and this is what's going to happen, yeah, and yeah. Da, da, you know, and such, you know, believability or whatever. Yeah. And it's, <laughs> it it goes back to, you know, when I was just a nerd, you know, trying to, you know, talk to girls, like, what do girls want? You Dude, know, I was going to say the same they, thing. They, they, they want, they want, they want Confidence. somebody that's confident, you know, they don't want some, you know, you know, skinny harbor educated guy. You know, nerd that's gonna be like, well, you, what we need to do is uh, we need to have a conversation. Uh, yeah. We need to sit down. Uh, they don't want an intellectual. They just want that guy that that that, that co- overconfident jock football player. Like, yeah. Hey, I'm gonna drink me a bunch of beers and I'm gonna have sex with you over the Let's couch tonight. Shot. Yeah, yeah. You're 100 percent right. I was gonna say the exact same fucking thing. Like, and that's what they want. They want the, somebody with confidence, and they'll believe anything that comes out of their mouth. It's to a point where. I'll see our local news station post something on Facebook, and, and you know it'll be true. Something that you know, hey, uh, you know James Comey, you know wrote a memo down, and you know after his first meeting with Trump, and then I see like all the these you know Trump supporters saying, oh no, that's fake news. Comey would never do that. That's not that's not that's not accurate. When he when he testified, he's going to dispute all that. That's just fake news. Fake news. Fake news. Fake news. Fake news. Fake news. And the biggest the biggest supplier of the fake news has been the Trump administration yeah and it it almost seems like if they don't agree with it it's fake even though what they say is 100% false or 90% false or an alternative fact you know what what they say is true and what we we see is false you know, yeah, and yeah. by we, I'm talking about you know the intellectuals of America. Yeah, you know the funny thing is, I don't even think you have to be that intellectual to like realize when someone's fucking lying to you. And like, <laughs> I I don't understand how he's been able to manipulate the media. And now it feels like if you trust the media, you're a fucking like idiot liberal. Like, mm-hmm. and I, and I see that, and I'm not just saying that because that's I feel that in my gut. I see that when I read the comments that are on our local news. Uh, pages here that it's like if you say anything if you make a joke um, like a gun joke or anything like that like a you'll get like ridiculed ridiculed and like called a snowflake which I don't know where the fuck that term came from <laughs> I think like, Kellyanne Kelly Conway like came is, up with it when, is that one? <laughs> I guess it was when uh, when people like when they said like after the election people needed to have therapy at like colleges or something like that so yeah. she said something on Fox News where we're just gonna handle them like delicate little snowflakes, da 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 da, and I think that's where that came from and that fuck. took off, you know. Well, yeah, okay, like, fuck that. Like, I I don't understand where um, I don't understand. I I just don't understand this like sheep mentality that's just like taken over and like, it, I feel like you can almost like, you can almost predict what people's responses are gonna be whenever there's an attack on Trump, mm-hmm. and. And it's always like, well, that's not what he meant when he said this. And or it's, he's new at his job. Yeah, it's like I, I would never, I would never be able to get that excuse when I used to work at Target. Like, oh, he's new at his job. No, you would have a, a, a write-up, and you would have one more chance. And if your ass didn't perform well, your ass was out the door. And it's just like, how is it that the most powerful man in America, um, in the world for that matter, uh, how is he being being able to do? all these crazy things say all these crazy things and there's no repercussion from him um he's exempt from that yet somebody working a minimum wage job or someone trying to you know make their way into this country you know i'm talking about immigration you know there's so many sanctions on them you know 
And to me, it, it just gets clearer and clearer and clearer and clearer and clearer. It's a war on, you know, the, the, the other 90% of this country. Um, you yeah. Know, you know, there is a lot of disdain, unless you're... Patton Oswalt said it best when he was talking about um, Bush supporters and one of his comic um, routines he did, yeah. you know, during that time period. You know, like, every time he sees a, a you know, a Bush, you know, fan, he's like, man... You must be a fucking million, a billionaire, yeah. and it's like, no, I, you know, I'll, I'll make about twenty-seven thousand dollars a year. And he goes, wow, you're retarded because Bush <laughs> fucking hates you. And if I would, dude, I would personally pay fucking everything in my savings to have Bush back as president. If you know Fuck, what I'm saying, yeah. we, as opposed to what we have now, you know. And I fucking hated Bush. Yeah, I agree. And it's just like it's the difference between eating, you know, <laughs> it's between eating like a baconator. Or a fucking pile of dog shit. And it's like, yeah. the Baconator, you know, that's... that's a, It'll that's, kill you, but it's edible. Yeah, yeah. You're not going <laughs> to die right away. Yeah. Yeah. It's a slow death. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and the other one's like, you just get hepatitis C and die the next day. <laughs> so, like... But another thing I think it is, it, it's all based off of, like, what you were saying. Like, what like what are all these comments coming from? Yeah. And it, 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 I think it's eight years of compounded... Um, of them being on the other side. Where yeah. I think you know they you know they watch their Fox News every morning. They go to church. They listen to the pastor, and yeah. you know they hear everybody on CNN and at the colleges and at the schools uh, ridiculing us because that's our way of life. And we're just good Christians, good taxpaying Christians, and everything that we used to say about people who used to watch Fox News, it feels like they're turning it around on us. Now that they're, they're the yeah. majority in power, they're kind of turning that on us. Like, oh no, you're dumb for listening to CNN. Oh no, you're dumb because uh, because of this. Because you're the opposite of me. And to me, it was never, you know, during the eight years, you know, when the Obama administration, you know, it was never about us versus them. It was about us. But they took it that way, you know. And when I mean they, I'm talking about, you know, those lowly conservatives like like yeah. Ted Nugent and stuff. It was never about them, excluding them. It was about it, us versus them. It was always about inclusive, including everybody. And that was just the message, I think, in their minds that they took, you know. And me and you do it all the time. Like, we shame each other. Like, oh, man, are you going to wear that? That looks stupid. Man. Yeah. You look, you look like a little wuss with you because of that. Yeah. But it, and in the end, it's meant to build you up. So when people, in my opinion, when, you know, I, you know, talk down to even my own mom, you know, for watching Fox News, I'd be like, no, that's like some bullshit, right? It wasn't too call them dumb or whatever but it was just you know it was just tough love like hey you need to turn that shit off you know and you know what I was what I learned in college is you need to have more than one source you know yeah you know you have your CNN and yeah you have your MSNBC yes you have you know ABC Nightly News you have all these different sources and that's what you learn in college you know as an educated person has many sources not just one source and going back to talking about Trump, I feel like, like you said earlier, he has one source of news, and that's Fox News. Yeah. Or, or the little underlings, like Breitbart, you know, and things like that that defeat yeah. a specific agenda as opposed to being open to a spectrum of different opinions, different viewpoints. But yeah, but the, the scary thing to, to me is like, you know, once the president says it, it almost becomes like that's a fact now like when he was saying like oh california had a big problem with illegal voting and all of a sudden all these uh trump supporters were like yeah that's the president fucking said it there was an article that i saw online i didn't fact check that shit i just saw it online and the president said it so it's got to be true and and now we now we live in that reality that's like you know what fuck the facts like it's just like how i feel in my gut that's the truth now and (laughs) And to me, that's the scariest thing because, you know, you look at, like, the results of that where you look at, like, the Muslim ban. People that have probably never even met a Muslim person in their life, like, in small town Mississippi, you know, and, like... I feel like we're picking on Mississippi. I know. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I, Mississippi is, like, the most undereducated and obese state. So, uh, so I pick on them a lot in my personal life. <laughs> so, of course you're going to pick on the dumb fat kid. So like, uh, um, Trump said it was okay. So yeah, yeah we could oh do yeah, it. oh I pick on if Trump's doing it, I'm fucking do. I'm fucking grabbing whatever I want. Um, <laughs> um, fair game. It's fair game here. Yeah. 
Okay, um, we're kind of. <laughs> kind of. Oh, yeah, kind of. Also, for I don't, the record, I'm fat as fuck. For so. the record, I hate Adam Jones. Like, Alex, Alex, Jones? Alex Jones. Sorry, sorry. Adam Jones Adam is Jones amazing. Adam Jones is like my about? hero because I fucking love Tool. Sorry, it was just... Adam Jones, if you're listening, we love you, okay? <laughs> sorry <laughs> about that. Anyways, Alex Jones. Alex Jones, I fucking hate. I just want... I, I jokingly said I loved him earlier. I hate the guy. Um... But, uh, I keep blanking out. Anyways, uh, the Muslim ban. I feel like, you know, it's supported by people that have never even met a Muslim person. They live in mm-hmm. middle America. Um, they it, just believe what they see on Fox News. Yeah, and it's like they hear these little stories. They hear, like, these little uh, terrorist cell groups that are organized somewhere in, like, you know, Manhattan. It's just like, oh, I fucking saw it on the news now. It's true. Muslims hate America. And but, it's like... Dude, you're talking about this like small percentage of, of Muslim people and you've never even met other people, like the, the Muslims that are just at Taco Bell eating and chilling. <laughs> like <laughs> like that's the majority of Muslims and it, it just like it blows my mind that it's so easy to manipulate people and drive people to fear to hate. Yeah, and hate, you know? And it's it to me, just to give background again on where you know, we're coming from, you know, we both like I said, we both grew up on the east side of Bakersfield, which predominantly is a very Hispanic yeah, area. And, um, you know, there's, there's white folks here, there's black folks. Um, but for me, and I always tell people this, when I was growing up at Noble Elementary, you know, I went there from kindergarten all the way to sixth grade. From that time period, that's when I became more aware of my surroundings. I grew up in a house with a Mexican father whose family was from Mexico and a white mother whose family was from Canada. So that's all I knew until I went to elementary school. Now I went to school with a lot of Laos kids, a lot of kids from the Philippines, um, a lot of kids from Yemen. I yeah, had, I, had I was a, gonna say Yemen was big here in like East yeah, Bakersfield, it's weird. Yeah, I had a lot of friends that came from that country and they were really cool people yeah. and they were just like me. And, you know, I had, you know, a couple white friends, a couple black friends, you know, we all got along. And it wasn't like, oh, he's my Chinese friend or he's my, you know, Cambodian friend or whatever. It was just like, hey, this is my friend Sam or this is my friend Atos or whatever. Yeah, like, yeah. And they were all cool people. We all liked to watch basketball. We all liked the same things. We all liked trading pogs and stuff like that. Yeah. We were all the same. So that's where I'm coming from, where I grew up in, you know, that, that melting pot where I didn't see differences or whatever. And, you know, this person wasn't a bad person because of, you know, what religion he was born into or what color of skin he was. You know, he was just another kid like me. It, you know, there are dicks out there, but race, to me, has nothing to do with it. And as an adult, growing up and working for the government, I work, you know, in a place where, you know, I see the worst of the worst people and I see the best of the best in people. And every group has those bad, those bad seeds. That, 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 that's just a fact of life. But for every bad person, there's also just as many good people. And it's not because of what religion did you have, you know? And I'm very critical of religion. But at the core of it, it's not because of that that makes you bad. It's the person who you are that makes them bad. And I feel like this blanket labeling of people that, um, that all Muslims, they just want to, you know, go to shar- Sharia law and, yeah. you know, they just want to do this. They just want to, they want to get rid of all of, you know, the customs and, um, you know, things about America. They need to assimilate to be just like us. You know, they need to stop wearing those, um, hijabs on their head and things like that. They need to be just like our women or whatever. <laughs> and it's just like, it's insane. Like, like it almost makes me be ashamed to say that I, yeah. I'm I'm half white, you know, because it's just like I, I didn't grow up in that kind of house, man. Where you know, you know, my mom hated people from another race or whatever just because of what they look like. No, you were judged upon by the content of your character. So for me to see people actually like this, like I thought this only happened in social studies class, you know, like this, oh, this just happened in the 50s and 60s, yeah. but we, we've grown from that. But no, it's like still very prevalent. And I think a lot of it has to do with, going back to my uh, original point earlier in the show is, uh, this is all a receipt back from when Obama won the presidency. A lot of people weren't comfortable with an African American being the head of state. 
and that didn't sit well whether they admitted it or not and it's unfortunate and they were not, will, are not willing to admit that he did more good than he did bad for this country and i'm not here to say everything obama did was you know crystal clear great and and all that but at the same time it was a lot better than you know bush it was a lot better than yeah. to me you know the reagan era i still remember um grocery shopping with my mom and watching the jc pennies down the street going out of business being like three years old or something like that and asking oh. i was like why is jc pennies going away and just her just blanket response was reaganomics and that was like in 1988 when i was about three years old and that stuck with me for a long time and to see where we came from in 2008 all the way up until now it, it sickens me because i felt like we made so much progress as people but then at the same time we didn't because there's still like this group that holds on to these these hateful ignorant points of view and, and, and it just it sickens me man like i get sad just thinking about it yeah i 100 percent agree with you I wish I had a story that went back as far as 1988. <laughs> my very first memory was listening to The Chronic in, like, 1994, so I don't have stories That's actually me. a pretty good memory. I yeah, that's know. my very earliest memory. I'm trying to think of, like, oh, I don't have a story before 1984. Wait, let me ask you this, though, man. Let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. Like, when you were a kid, like, did you think of kids as, like, oh, that black kid or that Mexican kid or that Asian kid or whatever? No, not at all. But I have to give a background on, on like, myself. You know, like, my grandparents, my grandma, like, marched with, like, Cesar Chavez. So it was, uh, you know, they were field workers. And um, they, it was always it was always that. Like, it, you know, like, because Bakersfield in Southern California, it's, it's so ag- like it's just an ag town basically and an oil town and i would say a lot of people are hispanic and you even though you're hispanic and you're the the majority you kind of still felt like the minority so you kind of like you know black people they were your friends too because they're also minorities and like kids from yemen my, my one of my closest friends growing up his name was abdul i don't know if you knew abdul probably yeah uh but abdul was like one of my closest friends and he was from yemen and I never thought it was, like, I never thought, like, oh, fuck, like, some Middle Eastern kid, like, you know, like, I never even thought about that until, like, until now, I'm like, why are people so afraid of other people, like, other races, like, it just... It's such it, an archaic way of mind. Yeah, and I feel like, you know, as a kid, I feel like maybe things were more progressive back then, like the Clinton years, I guess. and I think, you know, that's kind of like what we grew up in, we grew up in the Clinton years, where it's, everything felt like it was just fun, and, like... No one was getting hurt, and, like, the worst thing that happened was the Monica Lewinsky thing, which feels like, <laughs> it feels like, like, really? That was the worst thing that happened? Because that's the worst thing I remember happening. I remember people wanted to impeach Clinton because of the Monica Lewinsky thing, and now it's, like, that's so laughable, because it's, like, like, you know... You'll, impe- you'll impeach somebody for, for having a... An extramarital affair, which I'm not saying that is not no oh, yeah, big I'm deal. Oh yeah, I'm not saying you, but okay, I'm not saying you should lose your job. If everyone that cheated on their wife lost their job, the, the unemployment rate would be so high. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey Jim. Yeah. Oh. Uh, you're you're our best fryer. Uh, you know. What's our old target boss, Aaron? <laughs> oh. uh, uh, hey guy. Uh, yeah. I heard you che- cheated on your girlfriend, man. Uh, I can't I can't have these own toys. Uh, you know, if you're a cheater like that. Oh, that uh, guy. Pretty che- sure he cheated on his wife. Dude, like, <laughs> like the rumors. <laughs> oh yeah. Anyway, not to get off too far on the top off the topic, but yeah, I mean, like, uh, I think we both had pretty like liberal upbringings. I don't have a big. I didn't really go to church as a kid, um, because none, of, no, no one in my family really goes to church. But um, uh, anyways, yeah, we we both have these very like liberal upbringings, and um. I'm Which is weird out. being from Bakersfield. <laughs> yeah. But, but, like, going back to what you were saying, like, uh, you know, being an ag town, you know, where, you know, we were so dependent on things like the oil industry um, and the ag industry. I think you were telling me at one point when you were at BC that pecans, like... Oh, yeah. Like, it doesn't Kern County, like, like we're one of the only places... We're, yeah, this is the only place on Earth that uh, 
is it pistachios? No, it is pecans or something like some, that. Some some nut yeah, or whatever. Some nut grows here. It doesn't grow anywhere else. But uh, like basically the whole world fucking eats it. Basically almonds. So it's almonds. Oh, okay. Yeah. So like like that, and that industry like is huge. Okay, and that's just as huge as you know maybe like lettuce or carrots or tomatoes or what have you. But like what my whole point is is who's who's picking those items? Yeah. It's not those guys that, you know, lost their jobs out in the oil fields because, you know, oh, man, you know, I'm too prideful for that. It, you know, it's the, it's the immigrants that come in here, you know, you know, both legal and illegally, you know, to do that. You know, they bust their ass. They're not lazy people at all, you know. And that's the thing that, that, that disturbs me, too, is that they talk about that how, we're, how those folks are stealing jobs. But how, when when every you know homeless person I see, I, I don't, I never, I've never, I've never, I've art, I've never ever seen a homeless Hispanic person, yeah, or you know, it's always like some older white person or whatever, and you know, not, I'm not trying to pick on white people at all, but it's just like, like I always think in my mind, like okay. Uh, the fields are always hiring. You know, I always have friends who have relatives. Yeah, you don't need a resume field. to go work in the fields. Like I have uncles that don't speak a lick of English, and they just they work there like their whole lives. And it's like, no one's stealing those jobs. Those jobs are just there for the taking. Like there's no like we can only hire a hundred people. Like they'll fucking take however many people they can get. Those jobs are still there. There's no resume. You just fucking show up and fill up baskets. Mm -hmm. And uh, if you don't want that job, like, that's one thing. But don't say people are stealing your jobs. Like, no, yeah. that's always bothered me about that. Every time I hear that about, like, Mexicans coming to... And, and, like, and they work harder than anybody else. Like, I'll say, like, this is, like, a something I've noticed as far back as I've had memories. Maybe 1988. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, who would you... Like, because... Like, Another background is my mom's a single mom. You know, uh, my dad left when I was seven, but my mom bought her first house after my dad left. And uh, it wasn't because he left by his own choice, because, you know, we'll get into that in a future podcast. But anyways, my mom was a single mom from the time I was seven, you know, till now. And anytime she needed work done on her house, she would always get scammed by, you know, those licensed folks or whatever. So... What did she do? She went to the Home Depot and she got herself a Border Brother. Mm. And they did things cheaper, faster, and better than anybody else. And it's just like you see that. You see that work ethic. You see that 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 heart of that person. And you want to tell them, no, you can't come into this country? That, that boggles my fucking mind. And people like Trump... Who sit there and say no? They're not sending us uh, the best folks. How do you fucking know? You sit in the fucking no. gold tower in New York. We're here almost by the border, and I see nothing but good people. Yeah, and not only that is, I feel like by saying that you're implying that somehow you are one of the good folks. It's yeah. like okay, this, these are people that have like busted their ass their entire lives to put their kids through school, and I see that shit so much. Like, um. And, and, like, you look at him, someone that came from wealth, uh, he didn't really earn that wealth. You know, he grew up rich. His dad gave him a million-dollar loan to start his business. He woke up business. on third base. Yeah, he, he's to start his business. He was making business deals before he finished business school, not because he was a good businessman, but because his dad gave him the tools and, the, you know, he had all the resources and the money that you would ever need. Uh, and, you know, when you start off that far ahead in life, and you, you have to succeed. And, and I wouldn't even call what his life is a success, even though he is the president. He's basically just stamped his name on a bunch of random shit like steaks and knives and, and <laughs> vodka and, like, Trump, Trump University. Like, things that don't even exist anymore. Um, the UFFL. Uf, USFL, the, yeah. USFL, yeah. Like, and that whole thing <laughs> fell apart because of him. You yeah, know? and it's like, the more research you do on this guy, like, the most successful thing he's ever done is, like, Home Alone 2 or something like that. Like, <laughs> like, like Celebrity Apprentice, because yeah, the original it, Apprentice wasn't that great. Oh, yeah. fuck. Yeah, it's just like, this guy, this guy is not our best, and we have him at the highest office that we could put anyone at. And it's fucking comical. It's just, it like blows my mind that he's he's there and he's so critical of other people. Yeah, 
like he never bothers to look himself in the mirror and realize like what a joke he is. I don't know. I'm just saying. Like you know, I I I look at like the people around my own life, and I look at like you know, cause I didn't grow up rich at all. My parents grew up very blue collar. They worked their entire lives, and I look at like my sister who like worked her way through law school, and now she's like one of the top lawyers in California. And it's like to me, that's like work ethic. When you grow up on fucking you know Nothing. free lunch, when you go to free lunch, and you know you gotta like slum your way through school, and like. You know, it's like, to me, and then you make it, and you're like, can say like, I'm one of the top lawyers in California because of that. And that's, that's making America, make, yeah, that, that's making America great again. That's fucking like, that's the American dream. Not, you know, I grew up rich, and then I got richer because my dad gave me more money, and now I'm the president. That's not the American <laughs> dream. That's like some bullshit. Like, I don't know, but people seem to dig it. So, uh, so, to me, yeah, it, I, it, I'm still, I want to stay on that topic to where like banning all sorts of folks like that okay we want to get rid of all these people basically that that's 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 the undertone that's the narrative that's being portrayed here is that you know we don't want those folks here and the biggest argument i hear is uh why don't they just come here legally well you does any that any of these folks out there i'll challenge everybody does anybody off the top of your head without going into a google search engine do you know what it takes to become a legal citizen here in america off the top of your head I'm sure many of you, if not most of you, don't know. It's a, it's a very, it's a very hard process, and it's a very expensive process. And unless you have somebody, you know, already here and established as um, a resident or a citizen, it, it could take for almost your whole life. You know, I see it every day, and that's why you have folks, you know, bypassing that system because it's not meant to. Um, for them to be able to come in those legal routes it's it's hard that's why you had you know people trying to make this you know a pathway to citizenship because if you have folks who are willing to come in here willing to work willing to pay taxes you know and and do whatever you want of them shouldn't you make it easier for them to get in here instead of harder but no that's what we have right now it's very hard to become, you know, legal here in America or do things the legal way. We, we make it almost impossible, it seems like, unless you already have, you know, <laughs> gobs of money to, yeah. to do it, you know. So the system's already set up against those folks. So that's why they have to do it legal. So it's almost like the snake that eats his own tail, yeah. you know. That's why the people are coming in illegally. And not, you know, it's not that they want to come in illegally and sell people drugs or whatnot. It's just because the way the system has been set up, yeah, it it, it it gives them no choice, you know. So, and, and you know, like, and just to piggyback back off that, it's like you know, a lot of these people are coming from countries that the United States has a huge influence in. Even just across the street in Mexico, like the United States puts a lot of companies in Mexico. So there's American companies there that will go there for cheap labor, knowing that you know it's cheap labor because people will do the jobs and they really can't feed their family on that on you know on what they're making there yeah we don't want to take responsibility when those people want to come here to make more money here mm. even though like really we should be looking at ourselves again and saying like hey we're kind of the reason we're fucking up their country because we're paying them like shit money mm-hmm. and now they want a better life for their kids and it's like can we blame them like we you know and that's just one example other people are coming from countries that like we bombed and like <laughs> like and yet we kind of blame them and we're like no don't come here like i know we fucking bombed your country and i know that we're taking your resources and all this stuff but just don't come here like it seems pretty fucked up to me another thing too is a lot of like going back to like when our local news station posts something on facebook a lot of people i feel like they don't know know or understand the difference between an immigrant and a refugee (laughs) <laughs> and like it like it, it almost like it, it's hilarious it's like almost the difference between you don't know what the difference between a fruit and a vegetable is yeah like like a carrot is is something totally different than an apple but like these folks want to make it seem like you know and by these folks i mean you know <laughs> the conservative responders is like that they're just here they're coming over you know in droves and it's, no, a refugee is somebody that is escaping, for example, ISIS. 
Yeah. You know, and the whole process, you know, they're like, you know, that they have a problem with is, well, we need to vet them better. We need to make sure we're getting, you know, the the um, you know, the the best ones over here, not you know, somebody that's gonna you know set up a terror cell or whatever. And that's not who's coming over because there's already like a humongous vetting process that takes a long time. And it also, I believe, does cost money. And I believe it goes through the United Nations. So it's not like we are just, you know, scooping up just boatfuls of just random people and just dumping them in, you know, Ohio or whatnot. You know, it's a very long process. And every time I engage with these folks who think that's the same thing as, you know, someone coming over here illegally, I always show them this segment that I saw on Vice News where, you know, it took somebody that was from Syria. You know, he was a man that, you know, had his own business where, you know, he built houses. He was a construction worker, you know, very productive person, you know, had, you know, you know, all the amenities of life. And then, you know, the destruction of Syria happened and him and his family had to flee. So he applied to refugee status here to America. And I believe it took him like three years to finally get over here. And he he made the pro- he he explained the process where he went to you know you know many interviews and you know you know he was you know basically <laughs> asked do you have any ill feelings towards america would you do anything bad towards american citizens and it's like no i'm just trying i'm just trying to get out of this hellhole basically yeah. it, you know and it it would be the same thing like if you know we were trying to escape to canada you know um, let's say North Korea tomorrow came over with like 7,000 warships or whatever, you know, and we had to escape, you know, our war-torn country and get to a better one. And, you know, it, we're not doing it to have evil intentions in Canada. You know, we're just trying to we're just trying to save our family. You know, I'm just trying to save, you know, my my four dogs and my girlfriend and my, you know, my mother, you know. Like, I'm not trying to wish any ill will on these people. And most of the people that are coming over here as refugees that's the same mentality they're just trying to preserve their life you know they're not trying to tear down your life because after all don't all lives matter oh dang drop the mic (laughs) all right there are two more things that i kind of wanted to touch upon and one of them was the very next day that trump became elected uh there was like was it the very next day so pretty soon after trump was elected like an entire gender protested against him and uh, i think it was like by the way that the, the fucking crowd size was way larger than his at his inauguration by the way yeah i yeah <laughs> and it was worldwide it was fucking ridiculous um in a good way that uh that the outcome the uh the turnout was so big and uh i just wanted to hit like just bring it up a little bit how i feel like women have been kind of like uh maybe set back like 40 years in the last like four months (laughs) feels like four years (laughs) and it feels like four years or yeah you're right and it's just um it's fucking scary to me uh you know like i said i have i don't know if i said this i have two older sisters and i have a niece like a three-year-old niece and it's just like man that is a fucking scary world to live in where like um it's just it it just feels like it's right now this is a country made for like white dudes and that's it and if you're not a white dude you better be careful like where you're at and like don't be outspoken just fucking stay in your lane unless you're a white dude and that's something that like that's something that personally like just terrifies me i don't know if you have anything to say about that but oh yeah i do and here's the thing about that the scary thing about that is is like i said earlier (laughs) i basically look like the grown version of pinocchio when he becomes a grown boy and (laughs) and, yeah with that said i live in like i said the, the conservative capital of california in bakersfield a lot of white folks will come up to me you know like whether it be like you know in the line at home depot or at the grocery store or even at my job you know uh, when they're coming up to fill out for a new social security card or something like that or you know ask a question about disability benefits um for whatever reason they'll vent to me and think that you know i'm of their mindset and 
you know, they'll talk about how great Trump's doing and all this stuff, and isn't it great that we're gonna get rid of all these Muslims and, you know, that it's now it's 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 white America again, and I look at them and I'm like, I, I totally disagree with everything you say, and <laughs> and I feel like I'm the traitor to my country, but but by, by their reaction, it's almost like. <laughs> Like, uh, like, like, I just physically assaulted them or something like that. Like, how dare I? Yeah. You know, and I, like I told you earlier, like, I, you know, my, my, my white side of my family, no one is like that. You know, no one has those sentiments towards other people like that. So for all these white people I've been running into, <laughs> it's, it's terrifying. Like, oh, you were like this the whole time? Like, I yeah, figured, that... like, I figured, like, like I said, like, I thought this was something that just happened in social studies class back in the 1960s, and people, those people died a long time ago with the dinosaurs. And, and, and that was the second thing I wanted to get into was, uh, I think, a season sorry called it the lowercase KKK. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and that's also the other thing that, you know, like, one thing it's like, you know, it's, I feel like it's setting women back. Like, all of a sudden, like, women's reproductive rights are, like, down the drain. Like, you better you better practice abstinence for the next four years or some shit. You know, like, you know, like, all of a sudden a woman's body isn't hers anymore. It's the government's. It's like a bunch of white dudes. Yes. But that's that's one thing, and and not that that's not an important thing, because I totally think it's, that's like a whole different show altogether. Yeah. But, uh, but then the other thing is this, like, this lowercase KKK, the alt-right movement, where it's like, I'm kind of racist, but I'm not racist. So, like... Or like college kid racism. I have no idea. I heard multiple things, like it, it being called multiple things. But I think the alt right thing seems to be like the the thing I keep hearing a lot, and um, and that is scary because it feels like have these people just been hiding this whole time? Have these people just been like, you know, in the background, like planning this whole thing for the last eight years? Was the Obama thing like that big of a stab to the heart where like now we have to be like these, overcompensate yeah like these like no like the white race is the master and it's like what the what the fuck like i have like white friends that are like that that are scared by that thought it's just i don't know yeah because i mean to me like some of the best people i've ever met are non-white folks and, that, and that's not me you know like i said i'm not tearing down anybody who's white or anything like that but just for today, for example, um, the area director of um, our region um, at Social Security, he came, and you know he's a he's a he's a black gentleman, and everything he would say, you know, and it was all pertaining to work. I was just like, yes, yes, like everything he was saying about work, uh, I totally agree with. And I was like, okay, yeah, now that's a leader right there. That's somebody I would follow you know, to the, to, to the edge of a cliff, or I would trust him in a zombie apocalypse. Like that's somebody <laughs> I would trust. And just as another example, um, at Target, when we used to work at Target, and I think you already know who I'm going to talk about, Charles, you know, he, he, was, he was one of the greatest, yeah. if not the greatest manager we ever had. We both loved that guy. Yeah, Charles yeah. is the shit. I love yeah. Charles to death. And um, if Charles, if you're listening, we love you, brother. Yes. But um, those people, you know, like in our lives, like, you know, and it, it doesn't have to be cookie-cutter uh you know, I'm 6'2", blonde hair, blue eyes, um, you know, we go to church on Sunday at 8 a.m. and do this and that or another. It's, it doesn't always have to be like that. You don't have to be that person to to be a leader or be successful or be a, a good influence on folks, you know? And it's just, that's how I feel is that, you know, they saw, you know, a black gentleman lead the country and automatically everything was just shit. Every every comment I see, every everything I see is always like, "Well, we endured eight years of hell through Obama." And I was like, "Really? Like, what was more? What was what was that bad for you?" Yeah, I feel like people just forgot how good it was. I mean, this is the guy that like killed Osama bin Laden. Like, <laughs> yeah, if Bush would have done that or Trump would have oh, done yeah, that, we would have never forgot the day that dude. Bush he would have a fucking Osama. statue next to fucking Abraham Lincoln. Fuck. I feel like it's just like a forgotten thought now. It's like, oh yeah, he's dead, but did we have to kill him? Like, it was just like. <laughs> I don't or know. did we really kill him? Did we kill him though? Yeah. Um, I don't know. I I don't understand where this weird 
alt-right thing. It just, like, Trump was elected. All of a sudden, everyone came out. Everyone was fucking really, really fucking creepy white guy. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, that's it. Well, for me, yeah, like, I, I feel like, too, to continue on this topic. Yeah, bail me out here. Arse <laughs> <laughs> getting nervous over here. Yeah. But uh, for me, I felt like, you know, after Obama, like, I felt like anyone could run for president. And to me, that that's how it should be. Anyone should be. If you're, if you're qualified, if you're an educated person and qualified to run, you should be able to run. And one of the people I, I've been noticing a lot lately is one of our senators here in California is Kamala Harris. And I feel like she would be an absolutely amazing president. And this world that we're living in now, where it's like you have to be this this this, this white male, a white rich male, and like I feel like we couldn't put her up as a nominee because not enough people would vote for her because one, she's a minority and she's a woman. And that's a sad thought where we're still in 2017 thinking like that yeah you know? definitely and that 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 hurts where and now we're gonna get somebody of lesser value perhaps i mean i don't know who's gonna run you know on the democratic side um as president you know but in my mind right now you know if i was doing a lot a, a draft <laughs> like that would be like one of my number one picks you know is like kamala harris or like someone like gavin newsom you know, and it's just like I feel like we're just gonna get like another Hillary. You know, where it's just like we're gonna get like okay, like you know, politics as usual or whatever. And it's just like no, like you know, somebody with all the qualifications, all the brains, and you know, is not gonna be able to get it because you know of what color her skin is and what you know genitals she has between her legs. You know, yeah, and like that sucks. Like no matter how you look at it, you know, like. And it boggles my mind that Trump, he, he has three failed marriages, is it? Yeah. He has four or five children by three different women. Yeah. And that's okay. That's God's, that's God's candidate. Yeah. But Barack Obama has had a very successful marriage. Had, you, you never heard one, you know, personal scandal in his life. He's raised two very well-educated, scandal-free children, and also he's the antichrist, you know, according to these people, yeah. you know, and he's not, you know, people, let's not sleep on this, he's a Harvard, Harvard-educated, and he, believe, wasn't he like, like a professor out there too, yeah. at Harvard Law School? I mean, this is somebody that basically had to be a freaking Rhodes Scholar to be considered the antichrist, <laughs> and then it's like a C-plus student like Bush, and like, like some... Did you know, fun fact, did you know that Michelle Obama was actually his tutor? Was Barack Obama's tutor? Holy crap. Yeah, I didn't know that. I just found that out a few days ago. I guess that's how they met. <laughs> that's true. Does that mean Melania, <laughs> Melania was Trump's I, I, no. <laughs> I'm I, I think it's funny you said, like, uh, Trump has, like, three failed marriages or something like that. And, like, I think, like, I don't know if you count his current marriage as a failure, but... Uh, I kind of do, it's, like, it's when she slaps there. his hand away, like... Oh, yeah, it's getting there. It's, like, yeah. the most, like... Like, she's only with him because it's, like, okay, I have to be. Oh, like, this would look yeah. so bad for him. Like, okay, like, I, I guess I'll stick it out, like... That's the most, like... <laughs> I get free security out of it. Yeah, yeah. It's, like... Fuck, that's the most, like, one-sided relationship I've ever seen. Like, on one end, you get, like... Uh, you get to live in America, I guess. And you're really rich. <laughs> on the other end, you're married to Donald Trump. Yeah, that's the that's the that's the barrel in the mouth. Pretty good but, though. But anyways, man, do you have anything more you want to talk about? Uh, that's it. Just uh, sorry, buddy. I got I got like four dogs and they're pissed off about. They're part Trump of the too. podcast though, so. Yeah. Um, probably on the next podcast we'll probably talk about something funner. Yeah, like that. puppies. We'll talk about puppies or music or something. Not Trump. <laughs> But anyways, guys, thanks for listening. <laughs> thanks. We out. Peace. Well, shit, dude. That was our first podcast, man. Uh, <laughs> how do you feel you did, dude? I, I think I did pretty terrible, but uh, <laughs> I'm pleased with the outcome. Yeah. I was listening back on uh, what we talked about and, like, the five, like, intros we had to record. <laughs> like, I realized I fucking sound like Fieldy from Corn, dude. Yeah. Like, when I, I talk... Do.
<laughs> you sound like if Fildy and Monkey had a baby. <laughs> so that's cool. I'm a very Bakersfield boy. Yeah. And for those who don't know who Fildy and, and Monkey are, they're... they're, they're <laughs> no, for those of you that don't know who they are, go fucking kill yourself. That's corn, baby. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Anyways, man, we promise uh, that, that, that podcast got a little deep and a little... I felt a little depressed about afterwards. How about you, man? I felt pretty depressed. I think we should tackle a, a fucking fun subject next time. Maybe we talk about corn. Next time. <laughs> we can't. Yeah, how about that? We'll talk about music next time. Or, yeah, definitely next time. Next topic definitely will be music. We'll probably get uh, our buddy Greg or Ben in here. Yeah. Those are our music guys right there. So, but anyways, uh, for all five of our fans, thank you for listening. <laughs> Bye.